You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. You are not in Kansas anymore. Is there something special about today? All I have for you is a word. Life, uh, finds a way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way. Welcome back to What We Watched. I'm Noah and this is Sam. We're going to be talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier Episode 5 as well as Invincible Episode 6. Starting with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, dope-ass episode. Great opening scene. Um, gave us the fight that we all wanted off the bat. The show had some real Marvel moments too uh, that kind of brought me back to feelings that I would get from the movies, I thought. Uh, still don't really give a shit about Carly Morgenthau or whatever. Her speech didn't do anything for me. Um, King T'Chaka got his justice by Bucky turning Zemo over to the Wakandan Warriors. I like that. Isaiah had some more screen time, and we got some additional backstory about his character and how the government tried to erase him. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing episode building up to the finale. Like, had the action we wanted at the beginning. It had pretty much all the storylines are, are, like, nearing their end, you know? I think the only one that's still... I think could have been progressed further was the Power Broker storyline, but I'm okay with it because I think that they have a good ending for uh, him or her. Um, I was going to say Power Broker storyline, but also Power Broker introduction. Power Broker, yeah, introduction. That's that's true, but I mean, I'm feeling really good about where Bucky and Sam are at. I think Zemo's probably done for the show. Um, I think that Carly... I, I, I mean, I know, and like you said, I don't really give a shit about Carly, but I think... It's pretty clear that we're gonna get a pretty definitive conclusion from her. Like I, I think she's, I, the way that she opened up in New York City. Like there's no way she's gonna leave New York alive. I don't think. I almost think she's gonna die now. Oh, I don't think she'll die. You don't think she's gonna die? Yeah. I because we were talking earlier about um, how we Maybe. don't think how we don't think John Walker's gonna die. And my only thing is, is I don't think they can both survive. I don't think that we're not gonna have any consequences. Um, from either of the two parties, like the conflicting parties in this, someone's got to go. Yeah, I mean, we also said that about Game of Thrones, and a lot of people yeah. didn't die in that show. Yeah, I know, but that's mm, season eight of Game of Thrones. That's just like there was so much garbage in that. Plus, Disney, you know, likes to not kill people off so they can like keep them for future stuff. Yeah, but I just, I don't see a peaceful resolution with that group with the whole oh. conflict between the three of them. Where they're all gonna sit down and have a Go get some shawarma? Yeah, I mean, maybe, like, the resolution is that they kick Walker's ass and he gets arrested and, you know, some at some point breaks out of prison. And then with Carly, and then they Carly maybe go. they have some sort of resolution and then she just dips because Sam was clearly on her side and maybe we find that the, the GRC really are kind of bad guys so they don't want to hand them over to that corrupt police force who gave them the authority to run the world, run the country. Mm-hmm. Do you know, is there a season two scheduled? I have no idea. I don't think so. I think that there needs to be a more definitive conclusion then. Either if that's the case, the GRC turns out being bad, that needs to be revealed and then finished within this episode, within episode six coming up. So it's like, I I don't see a way that everyone gets out scot-free and that it's just like an open-ended ending. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I I think there has to be some real consequences Um, to what's happened. And Carly seems like the clear choice to kind of kill off because... 
And she's kind of done some bad shit throughout this whole thing. Yeah, well... She's not that big of a fan favorite for the most part. Not a fan favorite, and I was going to say, she did kill Lamar, so it would be a little bit controversial for her not to get some sort of, like, payback, or then to get payback on her. Because, uh-huh. I mean, she killed, essentially, an innocent guy. He but countless no civilians. Way. I mean, she had that bombing um, yeah, at that, that one apartment screen. complex. Like, we didn't see the people die, though. We didn't and see people die. And possibly GRC we people could see that some are people possibly die, bad. But we could see some people die in New York City, too. We do know yeah. that she's about to cause some fucking like, chaos. Lamar was an the... actual character that she killed. Yeah, so, and then he character. was not a bad guy. He was mm-hmm. actually a very good guy. Yeah. So, just in terms of, like, formulas that Disney and other franchises would use, it would make sense for them to kill off Carly for that reason, too. Um, going off what you said about season two, the producer did confirm, not confirm, but, like, tease a possible season two. Okay. So I guess it is open ended. I mean, I could see it. Like. I could definitely see it. I just I'm not sure what kind of storyline that would follow. But a Falcon and the Winter Soldier season two would be a lot easier to do than a Wandavision season two because yeah, that just wouldn't really make sense. Um, I was, I was thinking though. I mean, I mean, we got the show that we got with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It would have been a lot easier and honestly a lot better in my opinion if they just had. Uh, and it depends what their plan is to do with John Walker. Um, but I thought it would have been a lot better if they just had John Walker as the bad guy and Sam and Bucky as the good guys. And we didn't need this shit to make things more complicated with the Flag Smashers no. and the Power Broker. It's like they wanted to add all that to kind of make it where it's like, it's not all black and white. It's not simple. You know, it's not your typical Marvel show or movie that you're used to. Which I don't really give a fuck. Like, I'm, I think John Walker is a powerful enough character. Absolutely. Um, and especially if they just had him, they would have had more time to probably develop him better where, I mean, I would have been a lot more happy with just mm-hmm. those two components. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's like overcrowding in terms of screen time. It is time overcrowding with six episodes too. Six episodes. And I mean, they are longer than WandaVision, yes, but still we're talking like 45 minutes to 50 minutes of actual runtime, not including subtitles. Right. Not subtitles, but the... Um, credits credits yeah so it's like yeah you're you're crowding the amount of like actual character development that you yeah. even can get and i mean if yeah if you had sam and bucky alone could have had some much better chemistry if they had built them up more in the first three episodes yeah and i totally agree john could have been an amazing villain which he's not bad but he could have been like a really powerful villain as well had he just gotten more screen time? Now we did leave out Zemo, and I do did leave appreciate out Zemo. Zemo as whatever he is in this, like teamed up, but also. A but bad if you guy. add him, then it's like you have him and Carly, who are like almost gray area type villains. Yep. As well as the power broker. Yep. And then our two main conflicting characters. Yeah. So it's like but we've got saying, like so many stories. I'm just saying, like, if we wouldn't, I I couldn't see. I guess they could have rewrote it differently. But with how the story is, it wouldn't make sense for Zima to be in it at all if there wasn't the power broker in the Flag Smashers. Like, if it was just about John Walker, why would they have ever broke Zemo out anyways? Looking looking for a super that. soldier serum? I mean, the, they could have written it, and I mean, we're getting kind of way off here, but like, in the, like theoretically, they we could have had the U.S. government looking for the perfect super soldier serum that yeah. was created by the power broker... Um, that hired that doctor yeah and you know doing some shady shit they're clearly kind of showing that there's a lot of shady shit going on within the u.s government already yeah wouldn't be surprising if that was something that was also happening yeah 
So it's like they they didn't need to include the flag smashers, and they didn't build them up enough to where they're actually important or impactful. And to it's watch. just weird when you have when you have these gray characters because especially when they I just don't think they've been handled well. Um, where I I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about them. I I, I don't even really get their motivations because again we've talked about how we don't we haven't seen uh, the GRC you know putting these people in displacement camps or whatever they're doing behind Harming closed them doors in or any behind way. scenes. We don't know what has really happened to them to cause this this sort of reaction. So that being the case, they just kind of seem like dicks with no real reason to be dicks. Um, and they also have super soldier serum. And then with the power broker, we don't even know who that is and we don't know what their motivation is. So, and yet, and yet both of those villains, I guess, or gray characters, gray areas have also at the same time where you don't know much about them at the same time, they've taken up a large scope of the show, Mm -hmm. which is weird. Anyways, again, you know, we got off topic. This was still a really good episode for, for, you know, what it is. Great open. Probably my favorite. Best intro we've got. Intro. Um, Even the music that we got towards the very end before the title pops up. Felt yeah. very cinematic. Felt like Captain America theme music. Um, very yeah. cinematic. That's great. I mean, like it was. It great felt like fight. a movie. It was like you get almost like those chills, like before, like you get to watch like a really good yes. movie. That was a great, great intro. fight. Great intro. Great fight. Um, and I'm just trying to think honestly about it. I really didn't have uh, a lot of problems with this episode. I thought we got a lot more than I thought we were going to get. I didn't think we were going to get, um, like we were talking about the intro, the fight between John Walker. I thought that was going to be safe for like the finale. Um, obviously, Walker has been, um, what what's it, what did they call him? Uh, they, not retired. I guess they retired him from Captain and America. It was like a, a not dishonorable discharge or something An honorable like that. discharge? Or, an honorable, or not honorable discharge. That's the thing Is that, that what they called what it? They said. Yeah, because it wasn't. Okay, it wasn't a dishonorable discharge, and it wasn't. So, you know, yeah, he's. They retirement. aren't locking him up. Um, he ran in with. Julia Which is Louis honestly kind of stupid. Which is honestly really fucking stupid. That he wouldn't be arrested. It's they didn't realistic. arrest him. They didn't arrest him. There's no sanctions. There's no problems. They just said, "All right, well, we have this guy who has been trained to be a super big soldier, and like we know he's killing people, or we've seen him, we just witnessed him, you know, commit this crime." And we're just letting him go scot-free well, under... I mean, I'm assuming they probably have surveillance on him, but, like, they don't say that. They don't say he's got to, like, you know, check in. Well, that and, like, why did therapy. Sam and Bucky not, like, come forward and tell the government, hey, by the way, we got into, like, a mad fight with uh, John Walker. It, we did not intend for it to happen. He tried to kill us. Tried to kill us. Um, ripped my fucking wings off. Yeah. And tried to slam my fucking face in with his shield. Yeah. So he's got homicidal tendencies... Against his own team, by the way, just so mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like, and Sam's in good graces with the I government. Say, I think he would it's be a credible like, yeah. source. Yeah, absolutely. And they would probably also ask John Walker, how did you break your fucking arm? Your arm was completely fine in the video. What Where's the shield? The fact? Where's, Where's the, the shield? shield? <laughs> Even if it isn't technically government property, they would be curious why they, they didn't bring the shield with them. Yeah. Um, and, and those are minor problems. I have like far that's... less issues with that than I did with episode one where Sam couldn't get a loan from the bank. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that felt 
it just felt like something that was uh, the government just, I don't know, not handling the situation properly, which, again, we've seen happen countless times throughout Marvel, yeah. not handling the situation properly. So, not a huge deal. And, on, and honestly, it makes it better because I'm excited that he's just kind of like a free agent at this point. Yeah. Not attached to any sides. Yeah. Um, you know, we see him make his shield. Don't really know what it's made out of yet or what it's going to, um, what his plans are with it. But Gotta be pretty breakable though if it's not vibranium doesn't look like so he's I'm doing very a very good curious. job welding it either no so i'm very curious pretty sloppy but what's gonna happen with it but um, one of my favorite things that i wanted to say in this episode was like the rehabilitation of bucky and sam's relationship like they actually got some bonding time together fuck you they I got some say that. good screen time together i mean i'm sure i i have no doubt that you're thinking this too but like that was like the moments in louisiana were great I think, I hope, I'm not sure, I feel like Bucky's going to come back to Louisiana afterwards. It feels like he kind of, like, you know, found, like, a, like a home there. Together and, like, something. his, like, flirting with, like, Sam, or sister. not Sam, sister. Um, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Sam's sister. Uh-huh. So I, I could see, I could see him maybe coming here, because, like he said, he doesn't have any family. The shield was the last thing that, like, even connected him to anybody. Right. So, uh, I'm, I'm happy that the relationship works there, and that's definitely something that I want to see at the end of episode six. I agree, and like I said, I was going to say the same thing. I was happy to see that they reconciled in this episode, and they kind of, you know, uh, shared the differences that they had with each other and why they were dicks to each other. Bucky got real vulnerable, and I thought it was great. And I loved the whole... As they're working things out, they're also flinging the shield around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going off of that, I liked the whole training montage that we got with Sam with the shield. That was cool. Very curious to see if they're going to go down a route where... I mean, I can see this going both ways. Because Sam has already proven that he can be a hero and not have superpowers. And... Which already makes him, like, relatable, I think, like, more relatable to the audience, which is, I, I think, what they're going for. So I can see him being the new Cap, like, like you know, uh, overcoming the fact that the shield doesn't mean that, like, I represent a white racist America. I'm going to change that. I, I'm going to... This shield is, is a symbol for, for Steve. I'm going to live up to Steve. Um, and I can see him taking the shield, and I can also see him not having the super soldier serum. I can also see him somehow getting it, but I view the serum at this point as no good guy is going to have it moving forward. Like, Cap was the only unique, you know, excuse, and then Bucky got it against his own will and was a villain for the longest time. If he had the choice to get rid of it, I'm sure he would. So he's just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. No one else would have it. Yeah. I mean, Black Panther, I guess, is a super soldier, but that's a little different. It is different. He's a king, and he's... Uh, that's a whole, like, tradition and, like, yeah. tribal type thing. It's, it's a religious it's totally thing almost, different. Too. It is religious at a certain point. My, my one thing is, is what makes, in my mind, almost a perfect super soldier is the person who doesn't want it. Like, if you don't want it, that's a good reason why you should have it. Because, like, Bucky didn't necessarily want it. We've seen him be good with it. Yeah, it's just Cap, also... 
kind of the same way. It's not mm. like that was his initial intention was to get the super soldier serum, yeah. but it's ended up he got chosen for it. And then when you see someone like John Walker or Carly Morgenthau who took it willingly, you see the power go to their heads. You see them take advantage of the power that they're that they have. Yeah, but like going off of that too, like Carly Morgenthau, John Walker, all of the Flag Smashers, the show's like pretty diluted with super soldier serum. It is. So I feel like them having all of those characters have it and they're gonna be like, alright, now Sam's got it. Fuck it. I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense to me for him to have it. And I think whatever Wakanda gave him is gonna be like what he rolls with now. What he needs to fight off people with the super soldier serum. So it's could be like um, an exoskeleton, mm. like some type of like vibranium exoskeleton. It's also possible that like powers, you know, like a um, like you said, like a suit. Yeah. Um, something that would give him the ability to like withstand combat, like hand to hand, one on one combat. But like, if what Wakanda gave him soldier. is like some type of weapon or suit, I mean, that is probably his trademark moving forward. So if that is the case, I don't. Now I don't even know if he would take the shield because that's like two things you know yeah maybe no one has he could retire it again I guess I don't know Um, I think they could use this as an example like we've seen what someone else taking the shield can do uh it's not meant to be used by anyone else but Cap and Cap our true Cap Steve is gone this is now to, to live on as a symbol I can be you know, I can be uh, America's protector, but not as Captain America. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be that as whatever his name is, Falcon, if he still rolls as Falcon, or something else. Because I think Isaiah also uh, had a lot of influence on Sam. Mm-hmm. But then again, we see Sam training the bunch with the, sh- with the shield. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I go think back and forth on it. He was obviously, he made an impact on him. And we saw that because he was talking about with Sarah and like, and then as Sarah, Sarah's like, "What are you gonna you gonna do?" Blah blah blah. Just because this guy told you so, like, yeah. do what you feel is right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, it's possible that that doesn't really mean anything. What Isaiah said. No, but I, I think it was just important to get his perspective yep. on it as well. Yep. It just it makes Sam's decision even more powerful if he does decide to roll with it because it's like he knows what he has to overcome. Yeah being Captain America as a black man so it's just it would mean a lot more for him to finally make that decision yeah I also kind of like going back off of what Isaiah was talking about about what the shield means what Captain America embodies is you know what white America sees is like our our ideal captain right our ideal American is a white, blonde, blue-eyed. He literally person. described an Aryan person, which Aryan is person. which and they Steve. they've brought up, they've referenced the the whole like Aryan and yeah. Nazi type situation multiple times in this. Yeah, but I mean, it also was Steve. That's what uh-huh. Steve was. But what I was saying is comparing that to the United States, how it's like the United States really isn't any different. It's just a more like it's hidden, like the racism. You know, it's like it's hidden. They're not so forthcoming with it. Um, well, and I was especially just with draw, whole I was just going to draw a connection between the fact that Cap wasn't racist. I mean, we didn't see anything to believe that Steve Rogers was racist, but like 
after Isaiah said what he said, it brings more context to the fact that, like, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously Steve wasn't chosen because he was he embodied what Americans feel what America should look like, you know, because obviously the doctor chose him at the end of the day. The German doctor chose him. But, like, that's, it makes sense for someone like Isaiah to see it that way. Mm-hmm. Be like, well, that's why he's the cap, because he's, he looks like everything that a white guy wants him to look like. That's true. Because, they, I mean, yeah, how would Isaiah have it ever known? It just paints, it paints Captain America in a different light. Even though he, in no way, was a villain, it just paints him as a symbol in a different light. Yeah. It's a different perspective, which I really liked. Um, yeah, I really like that. And again, that goes off of our problems that we had with episode two. I have no problem with race being brought into this show. Yeah. It just needs to be handled properly and like creatively. And, I and responsibly. That, and responsibly. And because, exactly. It's a, again, it's a huge issue. And that was like, I mean, that, that was a big a point in, in, in the second one. Yeah, is it felt like it was cheapened a little bit. But after, yes, because you, you've done a rewatch through already, and it's like coming full circle to where we are now. It makes more sense, like, what happens in episode two, kind of. There were still cheapened moments, yes, but it, it felt... I, I think I would feel a little bit better about it. I think, in the, at the end of the day, I have less of a problem rewatching episode two because I know what happens moving forward, meaning, like, I know that the show isn't... It doesn't stay this shitty, so I can rewatch it and be like, okay, like... I'll take it for what it is because I know there's other good episodes coming up. Yeah, it's building. Um, I still think I still think the episode as a whole was shit, and that the writing for it was shit, especially stuff that addressed race. Thought was handled poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, yeah, I mean, like you said, it, you can do it a disservice. You got to be responsible. Yeah, um, you got to handle it responsibly. I didn't think that they did a good job at at addressing race no not for the resources that they have for the like amount of time money everything that they right. could have put into that directing like it could have been done well mm-hmm. and that's the thing is they put tons of creative power into other situations and other problems but that just it felt like it was written by like a you it know, felt like it was written by someone like year old, a white person yeah, like, that has no yeah that can't comprehend what it would be like and again mm-hmm. we could be totally wrong but that it is could. just my that but was my But even this take. episode handled that type of like conversation better. Yeah. So I I just I think that that was a very quick like write in that yeah. they I mean, added we, for whatever reason like, like it just like at the end of the day we can recognize what comes off as or feels like cringe dialogue and Scenes in episode two that involved race that made me uncomfortable didn't make me uncomfortable because it felt so real or whatnot. It made me uncomfortable because it was such cringy dialogue. It just didn't feel natural. It felt mm-hmm. so in your face and forced, which yes. isn't how it should come across. Which is not. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I it totally just, agree. Not how should it come across. But yeah, this episode handled it way better. Uh, you know, bringing that into Isaiah and having that be a lot of his backstory, I thought made mm-hmm. perfect sense because, especially in the '40s and '50s, I mean, that just totally makes sense that they would want to recreate that, but first test it on someone that at the time you view as inferior, and then you don't want to like let the public know that you've been developing this. Would yeah. make total sense that they would try to lock him away, kill him off, or just have no one know about him. Yeah. Fucked up, but like 
that they take that from real real events like stuff that has happened that's very similar to that yeah well black people being tested on mm-hmm. and obviously it's I think it's hard to do that in a short time frame I mean, that it's not like those moments were given tons of you know like lengthy moments in this episode it's not right, like we right. saw extended periods of dialogue and stuff so they did I guess what they could have with the shortened amount of time they have to handle the situations yeah um, and yeah, like you said, this one was much better, but definitely, uh, like kind of circling away from that and getting back to the episode. Cause I just was kind of reminded of something while we were like watching this. What's that Sam? It is Georges Petrock, which is the French guy, the, the French pirate that we saw in With the long hair. Yeah. No, oh, no, no, the, the sh- bald dude bald that was guy. in episode one. Um, yeah. And he was also in, um, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. On the boat. On the, the boat. Beginning. So, he was like the bad guy at the beginning of this that was stealing some of that cargo from the Air Force that Sam went and stopped. Yeah. Then, he is hired by Sharon to come and talk. Yeah, he's uh, he's the guy that she's talking to on the phone with uh, back at the base. Or back at her little whatever it's called. Oh. Little home. So, she... Because we've talked a lot about this power oh, broker right. situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talked about that. this power broker that. situation, and um, you know what kind of allegiance Sharon has. I mean, that alone gives her some she's really got shady some vibes. Bad guy. Unless she's like deep undercover, and she's deep, deep undercover, and she's like gonna. Cause which I don't see. I don't see it. But I mean, like we we're just saying, deep undercover. They're showing. They're showing that to us. They're showing Sharon talking to the French dude for a reason. They want us to think, oh, Sam and Bucky don't know that she's really a bad guy. But in reality, Marvel could be fucking with us, being like, you thought she was undercover. She's never going to be a bad guy. She could be, like, pulling the strings, like, you know, handling or um, de-escalating situations, like bad situations from the power broker and making, you know, less collateral damage or... Uh, just overall improving, you know, what happens or make, give, making, making it easier for Sam and Bucky yeah. to handle situations. She could totally be doing that with Batroc as well because she calls in a favor technically. Yeah. That could be something that Power Broker doesn't even know about. True. That being said, I still believe that she is in some allegiance with them. I mean, we saw her again. She was at, like, this base with, like, tons of tech and, like, soldiers and stuff. Like, she is surrounded by a lot of, like... You know, bad people like an army, basically. True. So I, she may not necessarily be bad, but she is definitely involved in some way. And I hope that she comes back to New York City in this episode at some point because I want to see her fight again. She was kicking ass. She in episode was kicking three. ass in episode three. That was the one of the main highlights from that episode. Was, it was. her just taking on all those mercenaries? Um, and if we're gonna see a big like fight between multiple parties, probably I want her to be there for it. Um, again, though, like, when we're talking about these theories, oh, fuck, I want to see what the hell is in that case. with kind of silver. Anyways, um, when we're talking about theories and, like, what could happen in episode six, I've learned, I've learned a lot from, from my, how my expectations and what I think is going to happen can totally not be that and WandaVision was a prime example of it and we said from day one that this show is 
take his face value it's a grounded show it's not gonna have a lot of big things like big plot twists is what we thought it could still be that way it hasn't had that many plot twists to be honest it hasn't where we're at now episode five and a little bit four i think had some like they kind of stirred the pot a little bit and it's got us us talking it's got us talking about six it does. Guys, talking. I mean, very similarly to where we were with WandaVision about Agatha and how about how she's just like the puppet. She's not the real top dog. And then at the end of the day, I was like, no, she is. Like we showed you the villain from the, from day one, mm. and she really was the overarching villain at the end of the day. Yeah. So like, that's how I'm taking it with this. Like we have all these theories about like what could happen, and it could very easily just. Not address a lot of that. Okay. Well, here's another not a theory question, be. but just an, a question about the show in general in, in episode six is who do you think is the main villain or who do you view in your mind as the main protagonist, sorry, antagonist in this show right now? Right now. Right going now. Going into episode Going into six. episode six, who is the main antagonist? Uh, more than likely the one pulling all the strings that has threatened Carly Morgenthau and uh, I mean Julia Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character uh, who introduced herself to the John Contessa. Walker the Cont- Contessa she at least works for Power Broker I mean she has to be some affiliate with the Power Broker I mean it's so late in the show she needs to have a connection to that Yes. so Either her or the top dog that's above her is the overarching antagonist, or John Walker. Okay, but so I would think, say you think Carly is going to the power broker is the main villain the going in episode okay. six. We just don't exactly. Know, I mean, we've met we the power how. broker. We have. But we to do have. kind of know how. I mean, trying to get super soldier serum and yeah. ultimately create like a super soldier An army, army or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we don't know who it is. We just know that that is the main antagonist. And John Walker's probably going to do that antagonist's bidding. So I would say Walker falls in the same category as a villain, even though he has different motivations. Um, mm-hmm. I, but yeah, that's 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 what I think. So, and fighting under his own handmade Dollar Captain America Shield, too. Captain America Shield. Yeah, like he's not even doing anything original. He's fucking remaking the same thing with shittier material. Yeah, I know. Someone clearly cannot get over something, but it does not look very, very sturdy for sure, and I hope he gets his ass There's going to be some element to that shield that we're going to be like, what? Where the fuck did that come from? It's got a rocket launcher like, built Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, right off the bat, he's going to fling it and behead someone. We're going to be like, holy shit. A sharpened edge would be a sharpened moment. edge would be kind of Because, dope. I mean, I've honestly, I've had a lot of problems with, with shield throwing anyway, and how when it like, hits people, sense. when it hits people, they're just like, doing, and well, it's like, whoa. No, I was just going to say. It goes into trees. Yeah. Like, we saw it go like fucking six inches deep in like a solid like oak tree and then the next time when it hits someone's head it's just like well I was gonna say that but also like how it comes back and you can catch it like how is he catching it is he getting his arm underneath the The thing but how how is he doing it that easily how is I I mean that would be scary magnetic thing at one point yeah but like Sam didn't Sam just had a fucking like sweater on doesn't look like it so yeah I don't know Bucky can catch it, obviously. Metal arm makes some sense. Like, I can r- rationalize that. buy that. But Sam, I mean, he's got a sleeve. It's, yeah, I don't know. 
that's one of the things you just kind of have to accept because he was doing some kind of wild shit with the shield anyways he was in that some training. Wild shit. Doing some I would never do the things that he did. I mean, he could have killed himself multiple times training. Yeah, it's with that, that shield coming back. At that's him. you got to be careful with that shit. I know. Anyways, but that was good. It was good for him to show that because it takes away those people that are like, well, how did he know how to use the shield? I mean, you know, there's still a. Ro- I mean, you're gonna still address it because regardless, he. Trained for what a fucking day, two days maybe, maybe as long as a than week. That. Who knows? It could have been we'll a week long have. montage, still a montage. But yeah, I mean, I there mean, is, he can be rusty with it, but there it is gives a more for it. Yes, it at least he trained. You can say that you saw him. You can say that he trained, and he's already jacked. Got a lot of military experience. Worked with uh, Steve for a long time. So I mean, I would think that similar to John Walker, he could pick up on things quick. Um, and I hope one reason why I hope it's wings is because the wings with the shield would be kind of dope, and I feel like it could be really good. Like oh, I agree, and like throwing at the same time. I agree, but it's almost like he has two trademarks at that point. Like he's two characters, which I don't know that they would do. Like I don't see Tony Stark also like having I don't know uh, Thor's shield or Thor's. Axe or what else? Like Tony Stark using Spider Man has a suit and shoots webs. Yeah, but like, I mean, he doesn't do anything. I guess. He's a decent amount. But like, that's different because his character was like written to be like have Tony as a mentor. So it makes sense for Tony. I mean, Tony made his Spider Man suit before the Iron Suit. Like it's it was always Tony Tech. Thor has lightning and Stormbreaker. But okay, well that's. Those, that was inherently his power. This is, like, different, though. Like, yeah. Sam started out with the wings, and I then... I know. No, I know what you're saying. I'm now just, he's I'm getting just, Cap's shield. I'm just fucking with you. I but know. I, no, I know what you're saying, but I do think... I he hope He is that. the Falcon. He is the Falcon. He's been known as the Falcon. Yeah. I don't see him giving up his identity just because he brings on the shield. Oh, so he'll still be Falcon? He'll still be Falcon. But with the shield? But with the shield. I hope. I think that would be I don't dope. even think he's going to take the Captain America type like mantle like on himself necessarily. Like he'll still be in, you know, unquote Captain America, but he's not going to be they're not going to call him. And I think that Captain would be America. beautiful because he'll be like I I'm not going to be Captain America. I'm going to be who I am. Yeah. That being said, Steve gave me the shield. He didn't tell me to be the next captain. You know, he told me that this what Sorry, well, no, continue. Finish your thought. Uh, I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, like, Captain say, Captain gave me the shield to pass down the title. He gave me the shield because he thought that I was worthy of it. Well, and I can do what I want to do with it. That was, I mean, that brings me, that, they hinted so well whenever uh, the Contessa, when she brought up the fact that the shield's not U.S. government property. Mm-hmm. So they have no control to, like, say. They have no right. They have no right to say, this is Captain America's shield. Sam can 100% say, I will be, like, the face of your, you know, army, whatever. He'll, he'll be the face of their military, and I will be that guy. But I am the Falcon, like, and I am my own, yeah, individual, but mm-hmm. I'm going to use the shield. Like, you guys don't have any rights to this at mm-hmm. all. So, yeah. I can totally see that, because they, Somehow, they hinted at that pretty heavily, that the government is not going to take the shield back and create a Captain America. Somehow, too, I think, like, in his speech, if he does take up this mantle or whatever he's gonna address in his speech he's gonna like address or foreshadow isaiah's like character 
or like what Isaiah's character meant to him so that the audience knows who he's talking about but no one else would because he wouldn't give up Isaiah's identity yeah. but he's going to bring like you know feelings and the perspective of Isaiah I think into his decision as to like I'm just gonna I'm still going to be Falcon but I will use the shield yeah I would agree because this shield still means something Mm-hmm. and yeah. Steve wanted me to have it Steve thought that I was right for it and it's I mean I think that's a good conclusion for him is, I mean, he finally gets to the point where Steve thought he should have been at the end of Endgame. Yeah. You know, that he deserves the shield or whatever. Yeah. You know, he... Man, fuck, which is also what I would really want after this season. Season two would be fine, but I would also really love... I don't know how they would do it because this would be like... There'd be no precedent, precedent for it. But if they were able to break off these two characters... Split these two characters and have Sam be his own show and then Bucky be the white wolf in his own show or movie they totally could I think could. that would be amazing because if Sam has this badass suit and shield he does not need a super soldier with him and Jackson and I were talking about this too like when you have Sam on the same level as no sorry when you have Bucky with Sam he has to actually kind of nerf himself to get to the same level as Sam. Otherwise, there's no need for Sam to be in it because yeah. we saw Winter Soldier. I mean, Bucky should have been able to fucking demolish John Walker and any of the other people that we've seen in this show at the moment. But he can't do that because there would be no need for Sam who's just a fucking normal guy. It would just make Sam look worthless, yeah. So if they were able to split this up where Bucky had his own thing and Sam had his own thing, Bucky could be the powerful motherfucker that he is facing off against guys that are actually at his level. Mm -hmm. Sam could do his thing. Yeah. That would be great. I would I love totally that. I totally agree. And they don't even necessarily have to go TV show. I mean, that, that could be... Those could be a White Wolf movie. standalone movies. Yeah. Um, it would be better if they were movies because plenty at content. a certain point you probably want Sam's storyline to come to an actual conclusion mm -hmm. and not just keep running on. Sam with Bucky. Yep. I Bucky, I think, more so than Sam because I think Sam's character has more potential development, whereas I feel like Bucky is like wrapping his arc. I don't know about almost. that. I you think don't? the Winter Soldier has wrapped up his arc, whereas Bucky can now have an entirely new arc. So does he not age? No, he does. He just he hasn't really had time to age. He's been thawed and unthought or thawed and dethawed, you know, but just for a couple of days, and then they put him back in the freezer again. So, I mean, it's he definitely should not look older than Steve. Steve was out of the ice for a lot longer, That's I would true. think. I just, like, it feels like he should, I don't know. He looks older. He, yeah. He looks considerably older than he did, he in, Winter did in Winter Soldier. in Winter Soldier. Like, he looks like he's just aging naturally now. But I did read, too, in Wikipedia, I don't know if it's just to do with the fact that he's been frozen off and on for 90 years, but uh, they did say that he is a semi- uh, immortal, but I don't know if that's just because he has been technically or the serum or whatever. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe the one that they gave him was different. So I'm not sure, Could but be. I think he ages normally, but just because he's been frozen. Overall, very strong, very episode. strong episode and very good setup for a finale. I would, if I had to rate it out of ten, I would probably give, give it, it like an, an eight. eight. Yeah, I would probably yeah, give it like an eight ish, and. Super excited for the finale to see what happens. Wrap everybody's stories up. Agreed. But moving on to Invincible. No, you want to kick it off? Yeah, and before we get to Invincible, okay. I just want to say uh, when Falcon and Winter Soldier started, I uh, 
I don't know, my expectations kind of dipped. I was like, ugh. We got a good show with WandaVision. Not as good as I had hoped, but it was a good show. Now we're getting Falcon, and it's not really what I wanted. And then I was like, kind of getting more scared about the future of Marvel. Since after episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it really picked up and became a show where I am now really excited for the future of like Marvel TV shows. I'm pumped for Loki. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for when that show mm-hmm. comes out. And I was still pumped, but it was the whole like the creative content that we'd been getting in this yeah. season hadn't been so on par with our expectations. Yeah. So yeah, now it that it's catching me. back up, it I scared agree. me because Marvel's ran with such a streak of having hit after hit after hit. Cat Marvel kind of I mean, controversial, but for the most part, it's been all hits since Thor two. Mm-hmm. So that all right. That being said, yeah, great episode. Going on to Invincible episode six. Um, so Invincible after episode five, we thought like basically half the cast was dead. Uh, Invincible yeah. turns out to be okay. Monster Girl is alive thanks to Robot. He brings some flower or whatever to kind of bring her back to life. Black Samson also alive. Which, which his powers which back. regained his powers, which I like that they're all alive because I didn't know any of them well. I mean, meaning Monster Girl and Black Samson. Invincible obviously wasn't going to die. But at the same time, I don't know, I felt like this show is so bold in the fact that they just like killed off characters and were like, kind of like Game of Thrones, like, fuck you, sorry. You like them? Dead now. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was really dope. Um, I kind of thought that they, uh, I don't know, went back on it by like bringing them both back in the following episode. I was okay with it, though. I was okay with it. Because it was almost like, you almost expected them to die because of how this show's They've gone done so far. But so the yeah, it was, this was almost like, not a relief, but like, it, it was a change up that you weren't expecting. Sure. And was, I think, acceptable sure. for them to be, you know oddly like brought back to life because sure. they definitely all I mean they all look like they got fucking murked yeah they definitely did I thought I mean Black Samson got his like wrist snapped and then his fucking face thrown into the ground and uh, Monster Girl had like two rocks like smush her face we together can you can see, see her, her skull. skull as a monster you can see her like, skull. oh she's totally fucking dead um so and Invincible it looked like his chest got split open yeah it did so again they definitely set it up to look like they were all dead um, but again, I think you brought up a good point. Like, just because they brought him back doesn't mean that like they're always gonna do that in the future. Because we were holding our breath last episode. I totally thought at least Samson, at least Black Samson, I thought was dead. Yeah. Because Monster Girl, they teased it because Robot was like, "I can fix you" at the end of it. So I guess they did give us a hint. Um, but yeah, I think and I mean, her character just feels like it would be more powerful. Like it would be able to survive kind of something like too. that. And, yeah, that um, her relationship seems but, to be more significant than anything I, that Black Samson has. Yeah, but so I think you brought up a good point. I mean, I, I had, I was a lot more okay with it than I had a problem with it, so I, it didn't bother me. Um, but going off of that, Robot totally has a thing for Monster Girl, which is going to be really weird. I mean, the fact that she looks like a kid, but he's also a robot, so I guess I couldn't do anything you know, intimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's obvious. And then we know... We know that Robot is cloning something with the help of the two blue clones. Don't exactly know what that is, but we think that it's probably some sort of Omni-Man-like character. You know, someone to actually combat Omni-Man. But we could also see Omni-Man face off against the dude that basically killed everyone last episode. The lion-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Which I don't remember his name. Uh, the whole gang... Battle Beast. To- Battle Beast, that's who it was, yeah. 
So going off of that, then you have Invincible all healed up, and he goes to college with his friends, including Amber. Uh, and you see behind the scenes, there's this creepy dude kidnapping people on the college campus and turning them to, I guess, creepy robot dudes. Yeah, cyborgs or whatever. Yeah, uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, Justin Roiland, the voice of uh, Rick and Morty, has his appearance, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, you could tell right off the bat, just from the burp, that that sounded just like Rick. So much. And yeah, sure as shit, it was him. So that, oh, and then also Deborah knows 100% that Omni-Man, for whatever reason, killed the, the Guardians. Yep. So. She uh, confronted him about it. Yep. He was obviously pissed. I mean, like expected. But didn't really do anything that irrational. Punched a wall, broke a bottle of wine. But like, obviously, I mean, there's so much tension now that she knows. Like, what's going to, I mean, is. what the fuck is going to happen in the next episode? Is she just going to move out? Is he going to threaten her? Is he going to kill her? Yeah, how is he going to handle that? Because we still don't know why he did it. Like, no. Up in, I mean, up until probably two episodes ago, I was pretty convinced that he was under some sort of mind control. I thought maybe from Robot. But now, I mean, the fact that they still haven't addressed... Like, from his perspective, we still haven't gotten an idea of why he did it. And when he meets his uh, Taylor guy to kind of, like, make sure that he's keeping his mouth shut yeah. and didn't talk to Deborah, that kind of makes it sound like he knows very well that he killed the Guardians. Uh-huh. And he hid his clothes, too. Yeah. You know? Like, he knew where his clothes were. Meaning, like, he was pretty he obviously did threatening do it him. for a reason. Yeah. It was under his own will. And I think when Deborah confronted him about it, if it hadn't been entirely his own free will that caused him to do it, he would have at least given an excuse or some type of quick rationalization. Like, you maybe we wouldn't have gotten the whole answer, maybe, because she would have right. stormed out. But he would have tried to mend things, whereas since he didn't at all and was just like, like uh-huh. you know, stop asking about it, basically, like... That means more to me that he's probably did it intentionally. Probably. I again, I don't know if that if he had good intentions overall with it or not. Now there, yeah, because initially I didn't buy it, but now I'm thinking it could be possible that he is still a hero, and these guardians were doing some shady shit with Cecil, and now that the guardians are dead, Cecil knows. Fuck! I need some sort of line of defense, like I yeah, had, yeah. to combat Omni Man because he's under no one's authority, he's under no one's control. I need something that can defeat this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I mean, I don't know, because also it sounds like Omni Man's whole story about where he came from is bullshit. So why is he lying about that? I don't it doesn't know. Doesn't make sense. This show is so good at the fact that like they're they've they've given us so much. But there is still so much about who the bad guy is that we don't know. Yeah. I mean, we've met so many bad guys, so it feels like we know, oh, I know who the bad guy is. But then when you really think about it, no, you know who, like, side characters are, like, the Beast? You know that's a bad guy, but not the bad guy. You don't know the big bad. Cecil, you're not entirely sure. And Omni-Man, you're not sure, because they can't. They're not on the same side. Are they both bad guys for different reasons? Who knows? They totally could be. And and that's the thing, is that they've done so well as well as to keep you interested without revealing, you know, the individual, like, villain. They've done... I mean, we have gotten so many hints, so many clues, and, like, people, like, leading you on with little hints and stuff that you almost could get lost in the the confusion. Lost in the sauce. Like, that's what we were just talking about with Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's like, it was, like, overcrowded with so many different storylines. Whereas this, 
There's, there are different storylines. There are, but, but there's key ones that they focus on true. and do uh, give you way more detail, way more content about to really like focus in and you know key in on. True. And I do think Cecil has gotten. I mean, like he's gotten some substantial enough screen time for being kind of like a side guy. Yeah. That he's definitely going to have some main influence, and I think that I do agree. You were saying. How he's probably doing some shady shit with those guys. I agree with that. I think that is ultimately what he's doing. I'm not saying Omni Man is in the right by killing the Guardians, but I think that was the whole reason why he never joined him in the first place. Uh-huh. Was because he knew. Good point. Like, I mean, they brought that. That was a that was a key point in Episode One that he was not a part of the Guardians and that he was his own separate thing. So right. I, that that kind of you know draws me more towards the fact that Omni Man just didn't want to be involved in something that was, you know, bad, I guess. Now, know? that being said, it's still, I mean, it still leaves a lot unanswered from Omni-Man, as in, there's no way he came from, what the hell was it called? Voltramite? Voltron? Vol- Voltron? Vol- and he's a Voltramite. Yes, that sounds right. There's no way that that place is real. It just sounds made up, and he only... We only saw what it looked like in the form of a story that he said to his son, Invincible. So, there's no way that that is the planet that he came from. It's also very likely that he is human. It's possible that he's actually a person from Earth. He could just be made. Yeah, he could be made. It just, I don't buy it for a second. But we haven't seen any other heroes get made have we like we we haven't well, seen that i mean we seen we're seeing one get made from the blood of omni man or the blood of invincible or whatever but do you think do you think that's the first one <sighs> i have no idea because i we haven't gotten any hints at anyone else being like a lab created uh, hero or villain it's it is probably likely that omni man's from somewhere else because this care this show has introduced plenty of people or uh Plenty of characters from other planets. Oh, the Seth Rogen so, guy. Seth Rogen guy, who's um, like whatever, uh, an agent from the overarching like authority mm-hmm. of the universe or the galaxy that has and to check up on planets. Aliens from various different places, yes, and even come one of the Guardians, to, that to stretchy Earth. green guy, obviously wasn't a person. Uh-huh. And the the like gaseous guy that was in the Guardians, I think, was also from a different oh, planet. Oh, yes, um, the one that could like whatever yeah. move through stuff. Yeah, so. It's very likely Omni Man is from somewhere. I don't think it's the place that he claims, and I don't think he he left for the reasons that he said people Ultramites left, like just to defend planets. I it just doesn't sound real. And I think for the most part, after episode one, when they killed off all the guardians that were like the knockoff Justice League characters, this show <laughs> has been pretty original in terms of its plot. Oh uh, God, so original. So. I just don't buy that that's what Omni-Man, where he, where he comes from and no. what his intentions are. But, and that, that's, like, the this whole story and the originality of it, the uniqueness, how I, I can draw parallels to other things, yeah. but at the same time, it's so fresh, it's so new, it's like, it is perfect, you know, superhero comic style, um cartoon it is mixed with like a teen drama yeah like the the whole love triangle and the relationships are great they're not cheesy they're not overdone you know they're 
I I think that the Eve Amber and Mark like love triangle is such a good dynamic. I yeah. love his I love his friend. What's his friend's name? Uh, or no, is his friend's name Mark? No, no, he is Mark. He is Mark. But I, I can't even think of what his friend's name is. Uh, I'll find it. But yeah, but I agree. Yeah, I mean, they have done such a good job of like building bridges between characters, and it makes the story so much better. William, I William, I absolutely love all the different interactions that that people have. Yeah, I do too. It's. It's a great show, uh, and we've kind of talked about it before. It's a great, uh, it's a great stepping stone to like cartoons and animated shows because I wouldn't normally watch a show like this if it weren't for for like the cast that was in it, all the recognizable voices that are in it. It made it really easy to to try this show and to like this show because I could picture the people that were talking mm-hmm. and now that I love this show so much it has gotten me interested in watching like some of the Justice League cartoons or something else yeah um, so yeah but they do like it, it's still really realistic you it know is. The, the again like I was saying the human interactions are really good but like the violence and the combat and overall the realism in it is I mean very good like they they don't make anything that seems absurd that you see a lot of times in cartoons with like the weird slow-mo stuff yeah like the um crazy supernatural things like we have superheroes but it still feels like a regular superhero movie that you would see not i I guess it just it's more how i would always think comic books should be adapted to the screen i think that's a great point and especially because they, they they still adhere to the whole like for the most part, they look the exact same as their alter ego, and yet no one can put two and two together that mm-hmm. they are this hero. Everyone should know who Omni-Man is as a person. Everyone should know who Mark Invincible is as a person. I mean, Sam and Eve, everyone should know who these people are, yeah. but they don't, and it, there's not an explanation for it other than the fact that it's what's been done for years and years and years in the comics. And we've just accepted it. Yeah. So why why stop now? Why I mean, just they're not even poking fun at it. They're just kind of throwing it. It's just right in your face. They are. And I mean, like so is Superman. So obvious. So Superman. But it was so obvious, like so apparent. Whenever William is like looks at Mark Invincible. Yeah. uh, Whenever he's saving him at the college, and he's like, it's like Mark. It's like Uh he had to get no five inches away. Like, for you to notice this? Just like Green Lantern. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I hate that we just brought up Green Lantern. But I can't believe just that, like that Green somehow Lantern. brought LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, seriously. That whole idea is just... that's It's a very comic book um, idea. and But it is from the perspective of, like, you can't let people know who you are because you want to protect the ones that you care about. Which, for the most part, the only character to really do that in Marvel is Spider-Man. But all the other characters are more than okay with their identities being known. Like everyone knows, Steve Rogers is Captain America. Tony Stark is Iron Man. Sam Bruce Falcon. Banner is the Hulk. Falcon, Sam, all that. Everyone knows that. Um, so I feel like in this in this show too. I mean, it's just a choice that everyone has to have an alter ego. Well, also though, pretty much all of the people that have superhero abilities in the Marvel universe on earth are good guys right now you know 
So it's like, there's really no reason for you to hide your identity so much because basically everyone who's been like an actual superhero with superpowers has been a good guy. You know? I don't get that. I don't know what you mean by that. I, you know, I mean, like, all the villains that they fit that that Marvel heroes have faced have either been like a created superhero or from another planet or it's like an internal conflict. You know what I'm saying? Like it's never been a superhero. You know, Ultron was created by Iron Man. Uh, Loki came from a different planet and brought the Chitari from a different planet. Yeah. Like in a world like this where there's so many superheroes and so many of them are bad and good, it's like you would want to hide your identity way more because you'd be so much more you don't at know risk. Who's like bad? I you guess. Know. Yeah. I guess like, there's a lot more like homegrown, domestic, uh, like villains in this universe than there would be in Marvel. Because yeah, like yeah. you said, a lot of that comes from another place. So I mean, there's no real need to hide your identity. Spider-Man makes sense because at the time he's fighting crime like in his neighborhood in his city mm-hmm. so he doesn't want people finding out that he is Peter Parker and he's still a teenager like yeah. he's what he's a kid. 17 he was in, like 15 in, 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 in the Civil well, War I'm talking about now like he's yeah. like maybe 17 years old well yeah. well now everyone knows him though after Far From Home after Far From Home yes it's not gonna matter but he's still super young so that was why he was trying to hide his identity but in terms of Invincible I it's it's just the, it's again, it's the comic book idea, and I don't have a ton of problems with it. No, I don't either. But, overall, so far, the show has just done a really good job of making individual characters, like, important. Yep. Eve is, is doing something that I thought was, like, like when we saw what a she was gimme. doing. you would think tons a, of characters. An absolute gimme. But it's it, it still shows, like, her importance as a side character. Like, she's yeah. still doing something doing what she wants to do taking care of the environment so I do like that there's no side characters that they're really throwing away at this point no Um, so I've been very happy but yeah so we got two episodes left two episodes left which kind of sucks because kind of sucks but it does feel like we are nearing a conclusion it does whereas Falcon I have to think there's a season two right oh yeah 100% I would think so but like Falcon and, and Wanda as we were getting closer and closer to the end, you're like thinking, man, how are they going to wrap all this up? Whereas this, you can see them actually getting to that point, mm-hmm. I feel like. Much more clear progression. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, but, great episode. Um, I'm excited to see the next two. Um, yeah. And, uh, don't know what else to say, but I would definitely recommend checking it out if you don't, you know, if you need something to watch or if you don't like cartoons and you want to get into it. Yeah, definitely a great it. stepping stone for that type of show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but thank you guys for listening, and uh, tune into the Twitter, and we'll keep you guys updated on what's going on. We got Mortal Kombat coming up soon. Mortal Kombat's like next week. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty dope. We'll have probably a special episode for that, since we'll have to cover Falcon, Invincible, and, Invincible. and that, so we'll probably have a separate one, but... Yep. Well, All right. thank you guys. You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. You are not in Kansas anymore. Is there something special about today? All I have for you is a word. Life, uh, finds a way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way.